All right, then. Hello and welcome to Super Talk. My name is Spiros. And I am Kim. And, of course, we are here to discuss Supergirl. This is episode six of season number two. The title is Changing. What'd you Nothing's think? changing on my cold. Nothing's... I'm still sick. You're still sick? I went to the doctor and I have a cold on top of a cold. No. <laughs> In other news, what'd you think of the episode of Supergirl? I have a lot of um, capitalized lettered words here. Once is for the love of F. <laughs> Actually, that's multiple times. For the multiple times, okay. So this is... Eh? It was not as good as last week. Really? Yes. I kind of, I felt like it was actually better in ways. <gasps> so there's two, there's two main story arcs throughout this episode, right? Was there? Yeah. The initial <laughs> story, the, the, the bat, the thing that makes this an episode that I really enjoyed was Alex's story arc. Uh, and this is the continuation of her coming out. I think that was really well done. And I think that really carried this episode. I have comments later on. Yeah. Okay. The second story <laughs> is the bad guy of the episode and basically fighting and catching the next alien bad guy. And there's obviously little some subplots along with that. But those are the two main stories. And I think in terms of storytelling, this episode was tighter in my opinion as far as... There wasn't so many there lines. wasn't Yeah, it wasn't so scattered. Mm -hmm. There were, again, a lot of cut scenes, you know. Lots. But everything was much more cohesive because really we were just focused on these two main storylines mm -hmm. and everything really tied into them. Instead of like five different stories in five different directions and you felt like you're just hopping from story to story. Like I felt this was two main stories, but even those two stories were fairly well tied together. Yeah. So... Uh, I was curious because we started the episode in Svalbard at an Arctic research station. That's Norway. Yeah, Norway. <laughs> okay, maybe not Arctic. Norway. Whatever. Anyway, I failed geography, okay? I sucked at geography. Obviously. I can't name all 50 states. I can never name all 50 capitals. I fail. Uh, no, I barely passed that test in uh -huh. high school. Like, I got a C. <coughs> and you had to get, like, I don't know, a C... Whatever. Anyway. How could I have married you? Because <laughs> I knew the lyrics to American Pie. Yeah. Anyway, continue. <laughs> anyway, they're in Svalbard at the research station. This is the Global Warming Research Team. And one of the things I like about this episode is uh, there's a definite real-world stance being taken. Oh, yeah. As far as the uh, position on global warming. And Supergirl, as a show, is clearly on the side of global warming is a real thing, and we need to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And so this global, uh, this Arctic research team uh, who is there for global warming research has found this wolf that has been in the ice for 5,000 years. They pulled it out of the ice. And it's still warm. And it's still warm. And they're like, that's weird. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the, the lead scientist dude cuts open the wolf, sticks his hand in there, and bad things happen. And it's like, ah, and chaos and bull and and then we we cut scene and we're at the alien bar. Mm -hmm. And this was a funny scene. <laughs> <laughs> I right at this moment, I'm sure I'll change my mind later, but giggles was my favorite. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> so Monel and, and Kara are at the bar. Um Hank is at the bar. Everyone's at the bar. Everybody's pretty much at the bar, yeah. And uh, and so Manel is getting rounds of drinks, and and uh, the white Martian, who nobody Hank at least, and basically nobody still knows she's a white yeah. Martian. But the white Martian bartender brings uh, a round of drinks over to Kara and Manel, and uh, says Giggles had sent them over, <laughs> and and Giggles was this cute blue, giggling, giggling blue slash white striped alien. Uh, who was obviously crushing on Monel, and that was that was it was just a cute scene. Mm -hmm. The whole scene was was a very uh, down to earth scene. Yeah. I felt, and I really like that. We do every Friday night, right? Right. <laughs> Except that we don't we don't go to the bar no. basically yeah. ever. Okay. So Kara uh, is trying to convince Monel to to train with to him. Get a job. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're talking about getting a job. Monel's like, well, I kind of have a job, and he won't say anything about mm -hmm. it. Because he knows it's yeah. not the best job. <laughs> it's not going to pass Supergirl's uh, uh, approval. Yeah. yeah, muster. But uh, he's kind of like, yeah, well, I kind of, sort of. And then she wants him to train, and he doesn't want to train. He's like, you drink that drink, and I'll train with you. I'll do whatever you want. And this drink is, like, poisonous to humans. Yeah, it's like some, art, you know, alien, you know, whatever rum, 
death to human drink and they drink it and Supergirl's like immediately drunk. Yeah. Kara's immediately drunk and that She's was amusing. Like, it was funny. She's like floaty yeah. but I'm not floating. <laughs> it was and Alex walks up and Supergirl's like <laughs> and Alex is like are you slurring your words? And she's like chalk Go lit. <laughs> it was funny. That's I, I like. Yeah, it was just. It was a nice scene. Uh, and uh, after that, we have Alex talking to Maggie, and this is where we pick up again with her coming out story and her 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 arc here. And Maggie and came out to her family. It went okay. Her dad, despite apparently yeah. being a fairly narrow-minded sort of dad, was okay, was okay with it. Okay, yeah, and she basically says to Alex, "You know, you you need to come out. You need to." And to... Alex is like, "Maybe it's just a phase." And here I have in all capital letters, really exclamation point times three. Uh, but fine, she's allowed to do it. Yeah, and it and it would be one thing if she was like, <laughs> the thing I liked about that, and I get what you're saying, right? But I mean. Thinking about it from the point of view of somebody who's 30 years old and is coming to terms with the fact that they are gay, you could you can certainly imagine that that might that is something that part of their brain is saying Ugh. to them. I, to me, that's something that your parents would say to you or your friend, not that you would say to yourself. Yeah, but if you're a person who who has been essentially hiding this from yourself for 30 years, you would say it to yourself. Mm. I think you would. Mm, people agree. don't. People don't just jump out of the closet wearing yes, their rainbow do. flag. It's not how it works in this do. world. Some people do. Other people don't. Yes. Anyway, we cut from that scene to the DEO. Supergirl is hungover, <laughs> and, and and they all are back at the DEO because while they were at the bar, all of their phones started binging. Because and John has like no patience for drunk Kara. Yeah, that's like, me. I love that. That yeah. was like perfect. That's me with drunk people. <laughs> yes. I'm like, no. It's like, I want nothing to do with this. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they all head back to the DO because Wynn's calling them back in because he's picked up this Arctic uh, footage of uh, the inside of a wolf eating a scientist team. So from now on, Norway is in the <laughs> Arctic. So continue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I suck at geography at any rate. <laughs> So Kara's sleeping on the controls, and John and Alex, old John's like, Supergirl and I will fly, and then he looks at her, and he's like, no, Alex and I will take the jets. So mm-hmm. they jet, and they're, the lab's destroyed, there's dead bodies everywhere. It reminds me of an episode of Supernatural. I yeah. mean, and then it's on the CW, so I'm like, did the same people who do Supernatural, like, hey, let us do a scene or three for you, here you go. But... Crossover, oh yeah! Oh, that would be awesome. That would be a supernatural Supergirl crossover. Uh, oh god, I would be all in on that. I, I would watch. I would pay to watch. I would that. pay to watch that too. Anyway, they find one lone non-dead scientist, and they pick him up and they bring him back to the DEO. And then they let him go. Yeah, I was like, what? No. Yeah, Come this, on. This is where I have for the love of F in capital <laughs> letters. <laughs> yeah, because. I mean, the guy, you know, weirdness obviously went down in there. Everybody looked like desiccated husks, like literally the life was sucked out of them. And this guy's like... And he's fat and juicy. Yeah. And they're all, and he's like, oh, I'm fine. I need to go because global warming, the world... And this is like where the statement is being made. <laughs> like, it could not be made any clearer that the writers and the, the Supergirl team in general is... is They believe that global, global warming is a real thing. And I don't fault them for this, right? I mean, I, I, I think global warming is a thing that we got to deal with as well. But, like, I mean, the guy's speechified about it. Yeah. And he's like, I gotta go, you know, and and they let they just let him go. Yeah, no one's like, hey, should we do some tests on him? Should we maybe keep him twenty four hours for observation? Come on. So, <sighs> so from here, uh, he's walking out, and he's doing this whole like, oh, I don't feel Stumbling. so well kind of thing, right? Yeah. No and one sees him. No, yeah. This whole entire place is full of people, well, but no one's. I, to he be was off fair, to the side, whatever, yeah, he sort still. of like walks behind oh. a column to like hide himself. And the fact that he's that he's obviously not okay. I'm sorry. If I was in the DEO, I would have been watching him the entire time. And I would have been like, no, you're not going anywhere. Right. That's just stupid. And then we have another uh, for the love of moment. Yeah. yeah. Where he starts like, it looks like he's going to barf. Puke. Yeah. And then a little creepy 
creepy, so creepy alien so thing crawls out of it. I don't get like this. A turd. Yeah, it, it looked kind of like a turd. <laughs> Crawled but, out of his mouth. So, like, this is like deer. South Park. <laughs> You remember that yeah, yeah, <laughs> when <yeah>. Cartman? <laughs> anyway, anyway, and and I don't quite understand the need for this, but it crawls out of his mouth, across his face, and into his ear because it had to go up to his brain so he could become hive with it. Okay, because I mean, you know it I'll couldn't go back through the tonsil area into his brain; it had to go through his ear for more dramatic effects. All right, yeah. So that's why it did. That. So drama. Okay, drama. All right, so. So then we have Mike and Kara training. Montage! Yeah. <laughs> and, and my thought with this was <laughs> this like, was, good. This was, good. was like, okay, Supergirl is basically mopping the floor with Monel. Like, right? Like, this is the best fight Supergirl's ever been in her in. entire life. Yeah. And my immediate thought was, why can't she fight this <laughs> this well when she's fighting the bad guys? Mm-hmm. And and this is, I want to diverge here for a second because this is, for me, this is a serious problem and the biggest flaw for all of these superhero shows in general. Not for Arrow. He does beautifully with his fights. Continue. Yeah, you're, you're, no, you're <laughs> right about that. Even though we're, we're not, we haven't been watching Arrow this season, I do agree with that. Um, where you have these super powered, super individuals. And on the one hand, okay, I get it. Just because you have superpowers, that doesn't make you a good fighter. Okay. And I can, I can, I'm fine with that, right? Like in the Flash, he to some degree is consistently training to become better at doing the things that he does and whatnot. And Supergirl, you know, had done some training early on, right? But she is like trashing Monel, like she's doing like cool Matrix style flips, and she's like, not even facing him. Yeah, and he's coming at her, and she flies up, and I mean, she's not even looking at him, and she's beating him. Right. Right. But then the minute a bad guy shows up, oh. you fight like, like horrible, like terribly, right? Mm-hmm. So, so this is this is to me is the core problem with these shows, and they need to address this somehow in the writing because if these people can't actually effectively use their powers, then what the heck are they doing, right? And again, I understand that you need to have a learning curve, but clearly she's demonstrating she has some fighting ability, but somehow when there's an alien bad guy around, she loses this ability to fight. And that, to me, is a fatal flaw. Like, this is the thing that sticks out as the biggest problem in every episode of Supergirl that we've been watching this season, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, and I mean, I understand you can't have her be perfect because the fight would be over in a second. Right. But at the same time you need to maybe make up other instances where she's not around for some reason. She can't be around for some reason. Um, you know, something else. I don't know what, but just other things well, besides. I agree. And what's been happening right now, like the basic trope of these these fights for Supergirl and, and Flash to a certain degree as well, is like you establish the bad guy, you go to fight the bad guy, you fight terribly, right? And you run into the bad guy and you find out, oh, there's some sort of power or something that the bad guy has. But, but like, the fight is just awful. So I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here, but just to demonstrate, for this particular episode, we have, we have parasite-brained scientist dude who is as soft as soft can be, and this alien is a little turd, okay? <laughs> so a little turd crawling into your brain does not suddenly make you an excellent fighter, right? Correct. Okay, okay. So, so, so soft, doughy, uh, scientist man with alien turd in your brain does not equal Mike Tyson level fighting. Okay. But you have Supergirl who flies down into the fight scene, which we'll, we'll, we'll come back to in the storyline, but, but I just got to get, because she flies down and she's like, basically you can't do this. I'm going to punch you. Right. And then she throws like the weakest ass punch you could imagine somebody throwing and doughy turd brain scientist man just grabs her fist out of the air Yeah, and, and, and starts doing, you know, draining her life essentially. Right. It's so, it's so bad. It's Mm -hmm. so, because like, okay, this is this is one of the things I loved about the Luke Cage series that we just finished watching on Netflix. And and it had its flaws, like totally had its flaws. That's a whole nother podcast. But one of the things I liked about Luke Cage is like he would go in and he would just dispense with the bad guys. Yeah, like nice. he would just hit him on the head and yeah. knock him out. Just slap him on the forehead. Right. He'd just like awesome. slap him on the forehead or like and just and just deal with them. There yeah. wasn't any of this, oh, I'm gonna throw this weak ass punch so you can pretend to beat me up i mean there was some of that in and and luke cage had the same problem in areas but 
there's got to be a better way to set up problems for these superheroes that doesn't have them acting like morons all the time, right? That's the biggest problem, right? Like one of the, go ahead. And that's why I like evil Lex Luthor because he's not using violence or physical activity to, to, to do what he's doing, you know? He's using his brain. And yes. <clears throat> they need to do something like that with the superheroes. I agree. Absolutely agree. And and honestly, one of the things that I would like to see is... And I know that, that some of what they're doing with these storylines are metaphors for this. But I would actually like to see them deal with quote-unquote real-world problems, right? Like one of the problems we're dealing with now in the world, you know, here in the United States and in, across the world is fundamentalist extremist terrorist movements, right? You have uh, ISIS and you have all of these sorts of problems where people are strapping bombs on themselves and walking into places with guns and, and, and randomly and indiscriminately killing people. And that, to me, presents a, a, a different kind of challenge for a superhero, right? Yeah. Because... How do you fly in and stop somebody when you don't know they're going to do that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. You can't do it. So to me, that that presents a more interesting challenge because here you have a superhuman being and they've got to deal with a human threat and, and figure out a way to, to deal with that, you know? And it's not that there should never be these inhuman threats, but if there are, I mean, for the love of God, <laughs> don't yo-yo their skills up and down you know if she can fight well then she needs to fight well and there needs to be a legitimate reason for these creatures or aliens or whatever to to have the upper hand on them other than just weak ass punches yeah so sorry about that tangent yeah so anyway alex and kara new scene they go for walkies and uh at this point check out alex's hair i'm loving it it's got a little curl looks very pretty Mm -hmm. like it like it Mm mm-hmm um, and then they have feelings and talk about feelings and gay feelings and stuff. And then <laughs> Alex Kara... is coming out to Kara. Oh yeah. Whoops. Did I not say that? <laughs> no, like you that? didn't say that. So we should specify <laughs> that. All right. So she's coming out to Kara mm-hmm. and Kara's not like, oh my God, that's awesome. Yay. She kind of looks like what? Not, not what, what? <laughs> not like what? But kind of like, oh, and then sits down on a bench. Yeah. That was really weird, in my <laughs> yes. opinion. It was really weirdly done. Even if a stranger came out to me, I'd be like, awesome! <laughs> Let's go buy you things that are sparkly. What do you want? I and I mean, this is her sister, and she's just like, oh. Yeah, and I don't really understand why she reacted the way she did. But what I do like about it is that it was a human reaction. Because not everyone's going to be like, awesome! Right, exactly. And so that part about it, I feel, was authentic, right? Especially because, I mean, for the most part of her life, she's been raised as a human, Kara Kara has. And and she's lived that life. She went to school. You know, she's she's been brought up with the social mores and, you know, all of these other kinds of things. So on the one hand, like what we hoped for in this scene was what your reaction, you know. Oh, yeah, well, hugs, I love you, amazing. But instead you have Kara kind of, not like freaking out about it, but not openly accepting it and 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 making Alex feel okay about this thing. And then Alex goes on, you know, talking, and she's like, "I've been up all night, you know, th- nights thinking about it, and I've kind of realized I've had these thoughts before, but I suppressed them." My best friend Vicky, you know, I'd spend the night at her house, and I just loved being there. And you know, we got into a tiff, and we just kind of drifted apart. And I mean, part of me, okay. So since Kara didn't go all ecstatic when her sister came out to her, I can kind of see that because Alex herself suppressed it. So like any of the signs that she might have shown to Kara along the way, I mean, if she wasn't even showing them to herself, you know, they weren't blatant signs. Right. Um, so, I mean, I can see Kara, you know, totally not having a clue at all, which is fine. Um, but I don't know. I just think everyone should be happy so yeah. well i mean ideally everybody would be happy right yeah. but realistically we don't live in that world so i think it, it was a well-written scene in that regard because it was. it was it was very human there was very real emotion to it and i think it was powerful and i think it was well done because it was realistic yeah yeah and then alex is getting the vibe from Kara that Kara, it's not that she's not okay with it but she's not 
She's not hugging her and yeah. being like, oh, everything's okay. So Alex is like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And she just walks away. Yeah. yeah. And she's clearly frustrated. Yeah. And I think, again, that was a very human and very real reaction because Alex is still clearly trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So from this scene, we're back to the bad guy situation, right? Which is the the doughy, turd-brained <laughs> university. It's got to have a name. I know he does someplace. I can't here. remember his name. Is but it Morty or something? I don't know. I don't know. Continue talking. I'm going to call him it. alien, doughy alien, <laughs> <laughs> doughy parasite. Anyway, he's in his office. He's self-studying. Rudy. Is Rudy his is his name. <laughs> so Rudy, the scientist, yes. is self-studying. He the the parasite is in his brain, but it's it's a symbiotic relationship. It isn't the parasite is taken over, and and in and this guy's body is literally just his the parasite's puppet. Like they're now working together. He is aware of the parasite, and and the parasite is essentially now fueling him into like global warming rage monster mm-hmm. uh, because this guy walks in, his boss presumably. So my question is, yeah. is he fueling him into that because that's what the scientist was studying to begin with or because the parasite has those feelings? It's a good question. And it, it, I mean, we don't have a clear answer for that, to be perfectly honest. Um my assumption was because this was already the scientist's direction, that's why he continued to go in that direction. But it's very possible that the alien is also... But he died 5,000 years ago, and they didn't have those problems 5,000 years ago. So Yeah, so it's not. hard. Yeah, and if you've yeah. been encased in a wolf in ice for 5,000 years, yeah. you don't really know about global warming. No. Yeah. Okay. So... Anyway, his boss comes down and essentially fires him. And he's like, uh, we don't accept yeah, that. We don't. And the guy's like, we, what do you mean? We, and he grabs the dude and sucks the life out of him. No, he goes to grab. Oh, his that's right. I'm sorry. And then it transacts. Transact, that was a great cut. Scene. Transitions to win and his hand going yes. towards the screen. It sorry. Was thank you for that. Beautiful. Cut scene. It was a beautiful, beautiful transition. Yeah. Because the guy's reaching out and you're, you're expecting this dramatic moment and then it's win at the DEO. And then once again, in capital letters, I have, yeah, you shouldn't have just let him walk. <laughs> oh. And my, this is maybe one of my favorite lines of of the <laughs> the episode when you know, wins nailed this down. Okay, we have bad guy, uh, uh, Rudy. Yeah, Rudy, uh, and he says, "I've identified the alien, and <laughs> and it is parasitus alienus. <laughs> if this were a wily coyote, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. And everybody's like." Bad joke, win. Bad joke. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jimmy just like walks on in. Like, what's going on? Wait, uh, wait. You, you skipped a little scene. Okay. Um, before that. Okay. So we have the transition um, to Win's hand. And then it goes from the DEO. You see it like really quickly mm-hmm. to the science lab and back. And then he's like, you can't stop us. And then they're getting to a fight and the parasite sucks Kara's powers. Yeah. So this is where he sucks Kara's powers. Yeah. And the bullets bounce off of him. And then he like Hulk smashes, Rudy Hulk smashes, and he goes out a door. Yeah, thank you. And then now we're back to D.E.O. And that was the weak-ass fight I was talking yeah, about where was... she threw her weak-ass punch and he just like doughy scientist boy grabs mm-hmm. Supergirl's fist out of the air. Mm-hmm. And granted, he's got alien turd in his brain. But he's still a human. But he's still essentially a human. I mean, she could have I mean, sucking the life away or so, broke his hand or right. something. Here's the thing, Kicked right? Kicked him in the nuts. Come on. Sucking the life out of these other people presumably has given him more power, right? So it is plausible to me that the accumulate, accumulated power so of these... he's only sucked one person. He's all only... of the people in the scientist lab up oh, in Svalbard. Yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, okay so yeah. he's got, let's say, okay. five or six humans worth of power okay. in him. So I can see it being plausible that he would have enough power to catch her fist in the sense that he could possibly actually stop it, right? But what is not plausible is that doughy scientist man has the coordination to capture a punch coming at him from a superpowered human being. Yeah. Okay. That and and that again gets down to the to the issue of here you have Kara literally, you know, kicking Monel's butt, like doing all these sweet fight moves mm-hmm. and then throwing the most pathetic punch at doughy alien man. <clears throat> AKA Rudy. Yeah, AKA Rudy. Uh, back to the DEO, Parasitus Alienus. Jimmy walks in and he's all uh, kind of being a dick. He is, he's being a major dick. Yeah. He needs to take that shit down. He he wants his suit from when he's freaking out because, you know, doughy alien man sucked. I'm just going to keep calling him that. Sucked Kara's life force. 
down and she's you know back at home basically or i think maybe in the do she yeah. was basically recuperating from and the fact alex thinks Kara's pushing her away because she's gay so right. you got that whole thing going that, on too that secondary vibe and, and and again i think that was well played because Plus. here you can see like alex feeding this stuff in her brain like oh my god she's acting weird mm-hmm. uh is it because i came out to her or is it because she's hurt or yeah. you know now am i not going to have a sister anymore like that is that it good. makes total sense uh, and and so Jimmy and Monel like go off to a corner of the DEO where nobody like a hangar or something. And Jimmy and Win. Jimmy and Win. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're arguing. Jimmy's like, I want the suit and I want it now. And Win's like, Dude, you can't, it's not ready. He's like, I'm not taking orders from you. Yeah. He doesn't say this, but I put this. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> yes. I'm the best. You will wait or you will die. I'm the best at doing what I'm doing, yeah. which is making cool tech stuff. Which good on Win because yeah. he's awesome. But yeah, I really like that because he's like, you know, if 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 I if I give it to you and you go out and you it's not ready, you will die. And Wynn's emotions here, if you just watch his face and everything, very good acting. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, Wynn is awesome. Okay, so then we go, Jimmy's kind of like, yeah, I'll wait, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Cara's apartment, and she's eating and watching TV just like you and me. Woo! <laughs> she's normal, just like us. And then Alex comes, and she's like, you've been weird since I've told you. And Cara's like, I'm okay with it. And then, sit down, Alex, come talk with me. And then um, I have... Kara's, oh, Kara's hair. I must have a hair thing today. Obviously. Her hair was adorable up in a fluffy bun. That was so cute. So they bond. Kara apologizes for not creating an environment for Alex to talk to her in and says, you know, growing up all this time, it was all about me. It was all about Supergirl, you know, hiding and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't, you know, pay attention to you and I'm so sorry. And I know how it feels to have a part of yourself shut off from other people. And Alex is crying and Alex is like, I can't do this without you. And then they bond and it's beautiful and it was sweet. Mm-hmm. And then that scene ends with. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Not quite yet. So then um, Supergirl's like, so what about Maggie? What's she like? Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Alex is like, she's smart and tough and beautiful, so beautiful, and hugs and smiles. And then the phone rings. Yeah. And on the phone is the DEO, and there's a report of an alien beating up. Uh, being beaten up for some sort of an alien altercation going off in an alley. And when the phone rings, back up just one more second, This I thought this line was adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, Kara's like, I'll get the alien, you get the girl. <laughs> so that was cute. Okay, so we have an alien beating up someone in an alley. Supergirl flies down into the alley, and it turns out it's Mon-El beating up another alien. And this is where we find out what his job is. I'm using air quotes here because Mon-El is a leg breaker for a bookie. I was go- I was ready to die here. This was, like, perfect. I loved it. And Supergirl is clearly disapproving of this. So disapproving. Yeah, and they have an argument. And, and basically, Supergirl's all like, you can't use your powers for money. And Mon-El's like, why not? You you don't use your powers for money? She says, no, you can't do that. And he says, missed opportunity there. That was a perfect line. I loved that. Uh, and they have goes against everything I stand for. And exactly. Mike's like, it goes against everything you stand for. And, and so we're still clearly dealing with Kara projecting her wants of her idea of what Monel should do and be onto him. And Supergirl's like, I don't know what I should have expected from a Daxum. She didn't actually say No, she did say it. She started she said did she say Daxum? No, she didn't say it and he was like from a Daxumite and she's like, I didn't say it and he said you were gonna. Yeah. I mean it was obvious yeah. what she was yeah. gonna say. So that prejudice, that 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 inbuilt you know bias right. is still clearly there. And he's like, you know, sweetie, you're not pure of heart. You love the attention. Mm-hmm. You love the people admiring you. That's what you do it for. You may not get paid monetarily, right? But you're getting paid. Right. And Kara flies away. Yep. That was a that was a really good scene. I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was funny, uh, but it also had uh, a lot of power to it. And and so we have a quick cut here. We go from the D.O. to the park to a parking garage. And, and the scene at the D.O. is super fast, just identifying that the alien is going to be... Go- Doey Alien Boy <laughs> is going to be going after a global warming denier. Uh, who? Riley? Mr. Riley. Mr. Riley. Mm-hmm. And so in the parking garage, you have... Car flies down. Yeah. Well, you have Alien. Oh, yeah. They're talking at first. Yeah. Talking. Uh, so it's Rudy talking to Riley. Yeah. What's with all the R's? Got to do it like that. <laughs> and then Supergirl flies down. And she's like, Riley's not on the menu tonight. And Riley turns into John Johns. Mm-hmm. And they both start fighting with him. A fight ensues. And Rudy grabs them both. 
by the neck. Yeah, and 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 again to the stupid fighting, okay? <laughs> it is now established that if this alien touches you, he will suck the life out of you. So don't let him touch you. Yeah, exactly. But both uh, uh, John Johns and Supergirl like fly into his hand so he can grab them both by the throat the and suck all the power out of they them. They can both fly. Yeah. Get above him, throw some cars on him. Do something. Laser eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, let's not fight like morons. So they're both like, they look like husks. Like, it was Supergirl creepy. looks desiccated, sunken cheeks, hollow mm-hmm. eyes. Like, it was creepy. The was SFX on that was really good. Like, the supernatural teams <laughs> came in and said, hey, we'll do this for you. Right, right. And, and I like that because we haven't seen anything that good since Supergirl burned the flesh off the robot hand yeah, a couple episodes nice. back. Mm-hmm. That was, I still feel that was the best fight scene of the season so far. Yeah. Because she was actually fighting, and it was cool, and she did the whole... But anyway, mm-hmm. so they're both in the DO hospital beds, and... Uh, Rudy uh, has mutated. He is now this huge, giant... Yeah. Hit. He looks like the thing from Fantastic Four. I was going to say, he kind of looks like Doomsday from Batman vs. Superman. Not quite so many, like, Things spiny protrusions coming yeah, off of him, but he kind of looked like Doomsday. Yeah, yeah, a little slash, Doomsday yeah. slash thing. Anyway... Uh, we, we, we got that and Jimmy comes in and he's like, dude, I need the suit. I need it now. It's like, it, Jimmy's like fixing for that suit, like a junkie fixing for heroin. It's horrible. It, it's actually really bad. But Wynn's like, okay, it's ready. So miraculously in the space of like a day, he's, he's finished the suit it. apparently. And Wynn's like, before you open it, I need you to make sure you're sure there's a cost. James says, this is who I am. If there's a cost, I'll pay it. Now, in capital letters, I have those are words. Wait until the cost comes up, and then it needs to be paid, and we'll just see what happens then. Yeah. Because, ugh. But he gets his suit, and there was a great... The, that scene ended really nicely. It was a nice little Pulp Fiction homage, because <laughs> you have the suitcase, yeah. and Jimmy opens it up, and you don't see in the, in the case, but you have the nice glow illuminating the face. Uh, I, I like that little bit, that little homage right there. And so while that was this is happening, cool. too, Alex is going to go to the gar- bar to get Megan. Yes. Um, for a blood transfusion yep. for John John's. Yep. And yeah. And so. I was like, I was like, like excited dancing when, when she's like, he needs blood or he's going to die because I knew immediately she wanted to go get. Uh, uh, Martian girl from the bar, and of course she's a white Martian, not a green Martian, and that was going to present some sort of a problem, which we'll get back to. Yeah, and it didn't present a problem in this episode. But, but it will. It will in the future, when yeah. John Johns finally finds out about her, and when he stops and thinks for a second, oh my god, I have your blood running through my veins, even though or after 24 hours or whatever, 48, it circulates out, but whatever. It's, oh, that, well, when that happens... Here's I think I'm going to have I'm problems. Wondering, though, because I don't know if 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 I'm reading into this or not, but I'm wondering if her blood isn't going to do something to him, change him somehow. Maybe it will. Because I hope it if does. you remember at the very end of the episode, oh, he was shaking. Yeah, his hand was shaking. Now you could say you could interpret this as Maybe just he shaking had because drug fix, and he's going to need to have her blood. He's going to turn into a vampire. I was just thinking, like, you could say that's just him recovering and weak, but, I mean, that could be it. It could be mm-hmm. that it somehow changes him another way. I don't know, but Maybe I he, he I think that's what's going to happen. He becomes impotent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could happen. We'll find out. Maybe. At any rate, this cuts to the bar, and uh, Alex is in there because she's come to get the alien girl to mm-hmm. get the blood for John Johns, and she sees Monel sitting at the bar drinking himself stupid. Mm-hmm. And- He's like, you know, the city could really use a hero right now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why don't you go believe in somebody else, Alex? Thanks. <laughs> Another great line. There were some fantastic lines nice. in this episode. And she speechifies Adam. She does. And basically, it's not, I don't believe in you. Kara believes in you. Yeah. She sees the potential, blah, 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 blah. And he basically admits, like, I don't know how to be a hero. Mm-hmm. And and Alex is like, start by standing up. Like the rest of us. And showing up Mm -hmm. like the rest of us, basically. Which is right, right? Like, if you don't know how to do something, the only way to figure it out is to show up and start doing it. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I like that because, I mean, that's the reality of it. Yeah. So, Megan's like, sure, I'll help him. And she's like, no, she's like, I don't think he'd like that. Mm -hmm. Because she knows he's not going to like that. (laughs) And, um, but she's like, you know, I'll go help him. Yeah. So, she does. And I I was, 
a little surprised at that. I thought there was going to be a little bit more resistance. resistance. I thought maybe at this point she would have revealed to Alex. It's too soon. Yeah, That's you're gonna right. That's going to be a major it's thing gonna, it that is. happens. Yeah, so I'm glad that it wasn't yeah. just, oh, here's the reveal. But I honestly thought that that was the way they were going to take no. it. So well done in that regard. But uh, uh, so we've got this set, you know, they're setting up for the transfusion. And now the alien is back out on the rampage looking like Doomsday slash Thing crossover. He's after the same guy he was after in the parking garage, um, who is, you know, a, again, a global warmer denier. And he's driving down the road. So he pulls the car door off the limo and Mike is there and he's like, stop. <laughs> which I guess th that's a good start. Yeah, like he's going to try to be a hero yeah. and try to help, which is great. Which is nice. Did you notice what he was wearing? I did not. I was typing. I was it was classic Smallville, red shirt, blue denim-ish uh, sort of colored jacket and blue jeans. Nice. It was like Clark right out of Smallville. Nice. I loved. I loved that little touch right there. Very nice. So he tries to help, right? He like rips up a street sign and chucks it at the alien, and then the alien proceeds to to pummel him essentially. And Mike goes, "I regret this already." Mike, he's, he's making me laugh. And I then, guess like, if I can't have win, Mike right? Will do okay. So they're weaving the humor, the one-liners in in a really nice, effective way. Mm -hmm. And and so like Monel is 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 by the throat. Alien dude starting to suck power out of him. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you see like like red blinky lights on the alien's chest. Yeah. And, uh, and it blows up. yeah, and you were like, <laughs> like where that come right. From? And I thought it was Alex and the DEO team, yeah. but here's the debut of guardian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Mike's like, please tell me you're with me. What's your name? And guardian. Yeah. That was I'm like, like oh. uh, it was, that it was like overly dramatic. It really was. Yeah. But my favorite part of that scene as they're fighting, there's, you know, You've got Wynn, like literally in not a, even a block away. He's like a in a van on the side of the street in the midst of this fight. But uh, uh, it's like they're playing a video game. Yeah, it was like they're playing a video game uh, where Wynn is the controller yeah. and, you know, uh, he tells uh, him when to get his shield out. Right, and, and all this sort of stuff. So stuff. these guys are clearly going to be a team. It's not just Jimmy going to be the guardian. Which is good because mm -hmm. there's no way he could do it. Right, I Even agree. Even with a special suit, there's no way he could do yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Thing we were talking about with the superpowers before having a suit doesn't make you a good fighter doesn't make you a good superhero it just gives you these abilities you got to learn how to use them effectively yeah he looked kind of like um diggle he does yeah he did he i mean with like, the mask you right know? diggle like amped yeah. up diggle because yeah. it was more armor the face was totally diggle covered slash robocop yeah there you go like there. diggle slash robocop perfect interpretation um, so we go back to the D.O. Super Back up oh, for just a second because, my, well, out of that scene, I loved that Wynn is now designated as the man in the van. <laughs> yeah. Man in the van. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, then we cut back to... Um, D.O. really quick. Supergirl yep. wakes up and she's like, oh, what's going on? And they're like... Did they even tell her that Mike was there? Manel was there? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, okay. because you know he's she was he was out fighting, and she's yeah. like, I gotta go help. Yeah. And they're like, What are you gonna do? And she says, Well, we'll give him. Essentially, her plan is too much power. We're gonna go nuclear on his yeah. ass. And mm. she flies into a nuclear power plant and apparently grabs a couple of rods of plutonium. Yeah, <laughs> and that. Cool. Yeah, and so she's just literally flying around with plutonium rods in her hand, mm -hmm. emitting radiation. Granted, it's not like exploded, but still like radiation. And then she flies down into the fight and she's like hiding it behind her back. This was so, so awkward. Stupid. Yeah. And alien dude like walks up like he's going to grab her and she throws her arms up and he grabs her, her hands, which... Effectively, he grabs the plutonium rods mm -hmm. and sucks up all the juice and explodes. Yeah. And, like, that's, boom, that's the end of that fight. So, But a little bit before that, too, yeah. Mike, like, saves a little girl. A car's flying at her. And, yeah. Um, so that was nice. And Jimmy's still fighting. And he's like, got went in the van and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then um, Kara can't help herself and just to speechify again. Yeah. You know, and saying um, change is good when you finally become what you're meant to be. And she's saying this at the mutant, but, you know, obviously she means it for Mike. And then at the end, Kara walks up to Mike and she's like, you showed up. And Mike's like, nobody's more surprised than me. So, yeah. I don't know. The speechifying. So, sometimes uh -huh. the speechifying is okay, but a lot of times it's not, right? Like, she's trying to talk to an alien that has morphed into something that looks like Doomsday and the thing uh, had a baby and tell it that it doesn't have to be 
an evil alien trying to kill people, right? You don't reason with something like that, okay? You can reason in certain situations, and she's, uh, yeah. Like <laughs> Alex's speeching about coming out and the way she was talking and reasoning through things, that kind of speechifying makes sense. Speechifying to an alien that's trying to kill you doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So then you got Jimmy sitting on a motorcycle with his suit, and as soon as Kara looks at him, you know it's going to be lied. Right. And I mean, that was obvious. Obvious. And she's like, oh, he's like, could it make it easy on you? <laughs> and she's like, who are you? And he's like, a friend, and then drives away. I have dorky wanker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i agree communication is the key to everything <laughs> come on yeah it was kind of, it was <sighs> it was okay i know that they have to keep the suspense of who's the guardian blah 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 trope throughout you know at least five more episodes but she's your best friend she, you were in love at one point she can help you sure she might try to stop you but use your words and communicate and perhaps you two can see something good out of this. I mean, you know, you've already proved to her that you can do something with you and win, you know, Oh, and to a degree, she's obviously okay because like Wynn and Jimmy were part of her Scoobies in season one and they weren't always out in the field, but I mean, they would be, you know, out sometimes with her helping her figure stuff out. So, yeah. I mean, having more protection while you're out there doing stuff is in my opinion, better and not worse. And it's not like she's making them do it. Right. They, want, they chose they to do adults. it. They are adults. Yeah. They are adults. They have made a choice. That is their choice. They can do what they want. <laughs> freaking drives me nuts. <laughs> the other good thing about the, after all of that though, um, you have Jimmy and Wynn talking, basically recapping their experience. They're at Catco. Yeah. Jimmy's watching the TV. This, he? by the way, the only scene at Catco, so despite <laughs> the fact that Kara's harping on Monel to get a job. She didn't her, work at all. Yeah, she didn't work at all. And Jimmy must not have been working at all because yeah. he was too busy, you know, pining about being the Guardian and then being the Guardian. Mm -hmm. uh, the only people who were working were the DEO people. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, they're, they're basically recapping and they're both like, that was super awesome. Um, we're, we're both, heroes. yeah, we're heroes. Going to keep doing this. And then uh, Wynn's like, do you think we should keep this a secret? <laughs> and Jimmy's like, yes, we should. And uh, I'm like, no, Wynn, you, you should shouldn't. not. Right. I agree. Long uh, live the super friends. Right. And that was, that was a nice little call out right there to the super friends, obviously. So we cut back to the DO. Hank wakes up. He's got the, I, this is my, my joke of a, a, uh, note, but I said he's got the devil white Martian blood in him. <laughs> that, not devil. That was mean because she's obviously a survivor and she's just done what she's had to do and she's not but a typical white Martian. The crap but it's the fan. That's what he's going to be. Exactly. Thinking. So, right, that's going to be probably what he thinks. Mm. Now, we talked about this already a little bit. He doesn't actually know that she's a white Martian, but he does know that she donated the blood to help him recover. And like we said, his hand is shaking. Right. And and you have this sort of moment and then it cuts to the bar. Alex walks in. She's like, how about that drink? And then... She just... No, she doesn't. No, there's some talking before. <laughs> you simmer that down. You simmer down. So... Um, she says she... What, she what's her name? She the, tells um, Maggie, Maggie that she came out it, and oh, she told Megan. Kara. I keep confused. Okay, yeah. Alex is like, how about that drink? And then she's like, oh, you told him. Yay. And there's a hug. And then Alex goes in for the kiss. Hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah. And I'm like, really? <laughs> um, you knew, I knew, I knew that was going to happen. I, I knew it. Yeah. But I was hoping it really wouldn't. I mean, I know she's fresh and new to this and she's exuberant and she loves love and everything is beautiful. But yeah, I, I don't just walk up and kiss people ever. So other people should don't do that. <laughs> That's bad. The, this, oh. this, and this devolved into, like, on the one hand, it was well done, but on the other hand, it was a a, a gay trope. Yeah, yeah. Which was, you know, you have the young, new, newly awakened gay person, and you have the older, experienced gay person in Maggie, and Maggie's like, um, you know. We're at different points in our life. Yeah. This is wonderful. I will be here for you whenever you as need. As a friend. But as a friend, you need to go find people who are fresher to this world and experience and it for yourself exactly experiment experience with them 
you know, and she doesn't say this, but, you know, maybe five years down the road when you're out and free, maybe we can get together then. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I read it, too. But, I mean, Alex doesn't hear that, doesn't see that. All she's, she hears is no. Yeah, she's she's been rejected. She's rejected. And, and she's, she just leaves. Which you, that's the part that I thought was very human and very real again, yeah. because, you know, she's obviously she hurt, so she's feeling emotions. spurned, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and roiling with emotions. So that's the part of the scene that I liked. Mm-hmm. The the whole, I mean, TV shows, all of this stuff, I mean, tropes are tropes for a reason. And so I can understand them using that. I, I kind of feel like it would have been, I think I would have liked to seen it go where they'd start a relationship and and maybe it doesn't work out because of the difference in their place and you yeah. know you know what i mean yeah either way either way yeah. I, you know if that would have happened that would have been fine um i do hope she gets into a relationship this season i do too well, you know i hope they don't just talk about this and then be like oh yeah you know. if, if if it's just now okay she's gay and nothing happens yeah. Yeah. that'll be kind of dull yeah. and boring mm-hmm. Um, so I hope they they take it further and they develop it and they continue it. They're handling it, in my opinion, overall, they're handling it fantastically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might nitpick on little points here and there, but by and large, I love the way they're doing it. I love the the character development that Alex is going through, and, yeah. I, and I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we're back at Alex's apartment. Car is knocking, and Alex is in a, isn't... Oh, Alex is not opening the door, so a car just flies in. And um, and Alex is wallowing in her rejection. Yeah, and she doesn't want to talk. She wants to be alone. But but Kara, you know, flies in the window yeah. anyway. It's like sucks <laughs> to be you. I'm Supergirl. I'm coming in. Yeah. So Alex is like, you know, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have said anything. And all in caps, I have. If they have, if they run with this, I will be so pissed. And then she goes on to say, you know, she doesn't like me like that. It was so humiliating. And Kara's just sitting listening, and she's like, I'm so proud of you. And then, you know, they're hugging, and it's a beautiful moment. Yeah. But <laughs> but I totally understand. I am laughing. Not, yeah, part. laughing about the next scene, not about what happened this here with Alex. This favorite scene. <laughs> it was the best scene in the show. But uh, just one more time to reiterate, reiterate, I think they handled that fabulously. Yeah. Um, that's why I really like this episode. The All of those scenes with Alex and her, her coming out and, and her whole arc has been really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I can totally see a person responding that way after, you know, you come out and you're excited about this and you see and this potential. Everyone else should be as excited right, as Exactly. You. And instead, like, it's it's you have this sort of standoffish reaction from Kara. And then you have Maggie who's like, hold on, we're just going to be friends. <laughs> and now this feels like a total disaster. Yeah. And, you know, she's just shattered her whole world. And... And it just so that kind of reaction is is perfectly human and understandable. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> now this next part, we got Monel, aka Mike, walking down an alley, it's like, and he hears someone coughing. And at this point, as soon as he heard someone coughing, I'm like, something bad is gonna happen. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know, the entire episode, Kara's like, you have to be better to people, and you have yeah. to be better, and you have to be better, and you have to be. So the coughing is this like apparently homeless dude in an alley, and Monel walks by and then sort of stops. He's like, "I'm trying to be better. How can I help you?" <laughs> and the guy pulls out a taser and tases Monel. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> and a van drives up, and a bunch of dudes jump out, and and it's obvious that Cadmus. this is Cadmus, and they drag Monel's tased, unconscious butt into the van, and uh, uh, you see the Luther's mom. Yeah. I can't remember her first name. Yeah. Lena's Lena's mom. You see her on the passenger <laughs> side, and she's welcome to Cadmus. <laughs> It I was loved it. perfect. It was so perfect. <laughs> Made me laugh my butt off. Now, uh, the the only thing I'm wondering about is how did they know he was going to be walking down that particular alley? And that he would stop by this homeless For this man. random homeless dude who I, happens to cough. Yeah, come on. But but regardless I of that. I overlook all of that. I overlook all of it too because it was just <laughs> such a perfect scene. Oh, I just love it because, you know, as much as. You and I are different on things, uh-huh. and you believe people are good, and I believe people are not always good, and uh, that was just beautiful. Yeah, total negative reinforcement for Monel trying to be a good guy. It was absolutely yeah. perfect. So, so after this discussion and having watched it, like, what do you what do you think about this episode? It was okay after discussing. It was it was good. 
Because like you said, you know, there wasn't as many storylines to be jumping back and forth. Two of the women had awesome hair. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alex's coming out was handled very well. Like you said, even though we nitpicked about a couple things and just, you know, carrying along John Johns and Megan. Is it Megan? I keep calling her Megan. I don't know if it is. Um, I think it is. Yeah, Megan, the, um, the white Martian. You know, they're, you're you're just inching closer to... Finding that out and the poop is, you know, going to hit the fan and how that's going to happen. Right. Um, once again, we're not pleased with the fighting. Yeah, so. that's my biggest problem. If, if not, if they had better fighting written into this, uh, this would be my favorite episode of the season. Mm-hmm. If not for those weak ass fights. Mm-hmm. And they're getting more funny lines, which is good. But, you know, don't give them all to Mike. You know, pass them around a little bit some more. Well, Wynn had some too. I really hope... And I don't think this will happen because um, Luther, um, Lena, Lena, thank mm-hmm. you. Um, to me, she was kind of giving um, Kara the sexy eyes earlier. Yeah, you mentioned that. So I hope that Alex doesn't get together with Luther um, and, you know, they become lovers or whatever. I, I don't want those two together. So okay. I hope they don't do that. So you're still Malik shipping? Um, no. Not no. even that. Okay. I mean, that's if if it happens, that's nice, and I'll be fine with it. Um, I hope Alex finds someone else, and um, you know, like I said, not necessarily Luther. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to get to the Cadmus story, and I mean, I guess you know, her father. No one cares about him anymore to look right. for him. Yeah, like so, um, he's just in the wind, and they whatever. don't care anymore. They need to get back to that, and I mean, maybe now that Mike is captured <laughs> by them. Um, they will maybe they will which you know it's about time and then you know after they get that little storyline all caught up then um john johns can freak out about his white martian Martian stuff um yeah so it was it was decent yeah the ending was the best yeah yeah (laughs) the ending was the best one other thing i just want to bring up real quick before we wrap it up in my opinion they need to do something more with the alien amnesty thing yeah. And tie that better to the story because it was kind of a big deal as that whole main episode. And it has a potential to be a really great story arc, but it's literally just like off to the side now and completely. Do you think that'll come about a little bit later when they do get an academist and then you have the president and her being an alien and like all that will kind of come out together maybe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're right, but I feel like there should be repercussions. Okay, <laughs> it, basically, I feel like there should be some sort of repercussions already waving out from that in the same way that people are freaking out about Trump being president, right? Because giving aliens amnesty and citizenship and rights is kind of a big deal, kind of like Trump being elected president is kind of a big deal. And people are discussing it and things are happening. But in the world of Supergirl, it was just like, this is a thing. And now there are apparently no repercussions or changes because of it. until what so that's like the season story arc i feel like is missing that and that needs to be there but this episode i really enjoyed it except for the weak ass fighting (laughs) so we'd love to know what you guys think about this you can tweet me at heniatis or kim at k heniatis or leave comments here on the post of course make sure you watch supergirl every monday night and then tune in for super talk on wednesdays to get our take on the story